right. Hello, everybody. Let's talk about the new Taylor Swift documentary. It just came out yesterday. And let me preface this by saying I have been really excited about this documentary ever since I heard about it even coming out. Honestly, it was kind of, it felt last minute. Usually you hear about things pretty early on and then it's like comes out a year or a year and a half later. But this documentary was announced like a month ago. And then they were like, oh, it's coming out in a month. And you're like, whoa, okay, out of nowhere, but I, I'll take it. I am excited about this Taylor Swift documentary. I am ready for it. Also, another thing to start with, I know that like a lot of people are not Swifties like me. I know a lot of people are Taylor Swift haters. And like, let me say, I recognize that she's not the best singer in the world. It's actually probably made even clearer in this documentary that she's not the greatest technical singer. However, she didn't make her career because she's a good singer. She made her career because she's worked hard, wanted it really, really badly, and took all those steps and had the support of her family to, you know, like, move to Nashville and go to record labels and do all the stuff that it required to get this career and also compounded with her amazing songwriting abilities. That is why Taylor Swift is famous, because she knows how to write a song, like, better than so many other people can write songs. So, yeah, I know I'm not, like, this crazy obsessed fan that thinks she's the end-all be-all of the earth. But I am a Swifty and I'm not ashamed of it. So yes, I was really excited about this documentary. As soon as it came out, well not really as soon as it came out, I'm not the kind of person that's going to watch things at 12 or 1 in the morning. Nope, not going to happen. I care about my sleep schedule a little bit too much. Uh, you have to be like something real big for me to do that. But I did watch it the next day when it came out. Real excited, didn't really know what to expect. I definitely figured that there would be, you know, some thing about, you know, her big thing that happened last year, breaking her political science. I figured that would be in there. Of course, it was definitely in there quite a bit. More on that. But yes, documentary overall, good. First things first, one thing that I kind of wanted to get out of the way, and they kind of started the documentary that way, this way in a way. That was really confusing. But anyway, they kind of started out the documentary addressing the fact that her Reputation album did not do well and it didn't get any Grammy nominations and that it underperformed compared to, you know, the rest of her career. Let me just tell you, I did not know that the Reputation album was that, like, underrated. I thought, personally, I thought the, the Reputation album was really, really great. In fact, it's one of my favorites, you know, in her whole body of work. It's hard for me to pick a favorite for Taylor Swift because her whole evolution of music changes and from you know fearless and speak now to 1989 even though I, that was completely the wrong order do not judge me i i'm sorry i know but from her first album all the way to the reputation album there's a lot of evolution and change i find it hard to compare each album to one another other than the fact that they were all performed by the same person Taylor Swift has been known for evolution as an artist. Partly that contributes to her success and maybe in Reputation's case, partly contributed to the underperformance of that album. Reputation was really different and it shocked people. And I think it didn't perform that well because of that reason. Also, people who have this love and affinity for Taylor Swift's old music, like, you know, it's different kind of music. If you like the old music, but you don't like the new music, you know, whatever. It's really different kind of music. I don't, I don't think that's that huge of a deal. It's just that kind of the, the people that are like, oh, oh my God, Taylor Swift was so much better a long time ago. Like, 
okay, like we, we, whatever, you know, um, just because something's different doesn't mean it's better or worse. I really like everything she's done so far. And yes, you're allowed to love her old music. I love her old music. There are times where I'm even kind of like, oh yeah, maybe her old music was better. But I also love her new music and I'm one of those kind of Swift fans that just is willing to kind of follow her wherever she goes. I mean, I'm not going to like, let's say she comes out with a total crap album. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, that's amazing. But I support her evolution as an artist and I will be very open and excited to listen to whatever she comes out with next. And just as a little side note, Taylor Swift is at a very interesting place in her career and you can tell in this documentary that she knows that, but it's almost like she's evolved a lot and she has this music and she's been doing this for a while, but I can sense the kind of change that she is in her career. Like she knows that whatever she does next is going to be different. And I don't know if she exactly knows what's next. Maybe she does, but it's going to be interesting seeing as she has approached 30, kind of what happens, what direction is she going to go? Because she's an adult. It's like, are you going to sing music to teenagers? Are you going to sing music to you know, adults that are like adults now with you that grew up with you. I don't know. It's a really interesting thing. And I'm kind of intrigued and excited to see where she goes and what happens next with her career. Another thing to note about the very beginning of this documentary is that her little kitten, Benjamin, the button, Benjamin button, the kitten, whatever his name is. I'm pretty sure it's Benjamin. Don't ask me why I know the names of all her cats, Meredith and Olivia and Benjamin. He was like a star. He was a star of this documentary. I know that he wasn't in it all that much. I kind of wish he was in it more, but that kitten is just so darn cute. Ugh, I want a kitten. I have, I have too many cats already. I really don't need a kitten. I just need a kitten that will stay looking like a kitten for the entirety of its whole life. You know, that's what I actually need. Or a puppy. I'll, I'll do a puppy that stays looking like a puppy its entire life too. Any recommendations I will be open to of any cat or dog breeds that stay looking like puppies or kittens. But honestly, I think there was not a lot of Meredith or Olivia in this documentary. I expected much more Meredith and Olivia, uh, but we got a lot of Benjamin. I'm not complaining about that. I'm not complaining at all. I am happy to have seen Benjamin the cat. But where was Meredith and Olivia in this documentary? Where? And honestly, as stupid as this sounds, the lack of Meredith and Olivia in this documentary uh, kind of is relevant in of that there was a lack of a lot of things in this documentary that I would have liked to see. Um, big things in her life that she is vocal and proud about and good at. And I don't know, this documentary felt a little bit, to a degree, one-subjected. One-subjected is probably not even a word or a term, but it felt like the subjects were kind of scattered and that they were trying to get through subjects that they were obligated to talk about so that they could get to her breaking her political science, silence, science, whatever, to her breaking her political silence as a main theme of the documentary. And I would say maybe perhaps the whole second half of the documentary covered that. Let me also preface that whole thing. I've done a lot of like prefaces here, but let me preface that whole thing with saying I 100% support Taylor Swift breaking her political silence and supporting equal rights and supporting women and supporting and I guess describing her experience of 
the pitfalls of being a female in the entertainment industry, something I cannot relate to, uh, something I probably can't even imagine some of the things that goes on for people, let alone females, in the entertainment industry. I 100% support Taylor in coming out and speaking about these things that she cares about, that she's passionate about, and that she believes. And in fact, I will even I will even go as far to say that when she initially did break her political silence with that post on Instagram, when I read it, I do think that she kind of did it in a level-headed, respectable way. What she said, the words that she said on Instagram didn't feel too overly preachy to me. They just kind of felt, hey, this is who I'm voting for. These are the valid and legitimate reasons why I'm voting for this person. And here's why I don't want to vote for this person for the Tennessee, whatever it was, Senate or Congress election. And just kind of put it out there and it didn't feel too overly preachy. So I do want to put it out there that I really do support, or I guess I don't want to say support, but I just don't really care that she broke her political science. That's not something that I really, I was like, okay, whatever. I don't care because I like her music. I like her personality and I do not care if she is a Democrat or Republican. Other than that, I think that was my only kind of qualm with this documentary is that they spent so much time getting to this point of leading up to what broke her political science, silence. Why can I say that word? Anywho. But it felt like they had to rush a bunch of other slash cut out a bunch of other important subjects or really interesting stuff that we would have loved to see to get to that point. And I also want to say that I actually am very interested was very interested to know what led her to doing that, to making that decision. She had been vocal about not really wanting to get political in interviews for a while. We all kind of, I think, silently wondered what she believed. But, and I, and I was genuinely intrigued to finding out what led to that. I expected that to be in the documentary and I wanted that to be in the documentary. I just didn't want that to be 50% of the documentary. When they could, Taylor Swift is one of the most amazing, impressive lyricists to ever hit the industry. And I would have loved to see more insight into her creative process, more insight into her life and feelings leading up to that, how she got her confidence at such a young age, her work ethic. I I would have loved to know all the things behind that. I would have loved to see more footage of interviews with the many artists and people and producers and just the large body of, you know, human beings that she has worked with and around, kind of similar to what Demi Lovato did in her documentary. They had all these other perspectives, and it got really personal, and there was a lot of studio sessions, and I just would have loved to see an insight into her groundbreaking, amazing career. And I just, I think I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm not mourning, But I feel like I really missed the opportunity for this documentary to be something so amazing, so great, so informative, and, like, inspiring. But it ended up just kind of being, this is me breaking my political silence. Also, the whole first half of the documentary, before they kind of got to that point, I thought was good. It was kind of more around what I was expecting, 
I think I would have enjoyed it almost being more, you know, the more behind the scenes. Like I said, more about her mindset growing up, more about all that stuff. They did touch on that. I'm not saying that this documentary did not do any of those things at all. I'm just saying I wish it went more. I wish it went deeper. I wish it was more focused on those things. A lot of that might have been a matter of the direction of the documentary. The person who's making the documentary, the people that are asking the questions, doing the interviews, that is a vital part of like getting that kind of information out. Um, and I'm not going to like hate on the director or anything. That's not what I'm here to do. But maybe that was a matter of or a combination of or a contributing reason to the documentary kind of falling short in that way for me was the direction of it. The parts of the documentary that I really loved were the behind the scenes of her two music videos, You Need to Calm Down and Me. They also did behind the scenes for some studio sessions uh, and the writing of her song, some of the writing of the Reputation album and some of the writing in the... Uh, Lover album, that was the kind of stuff in the documentary that I enjoyed the most. Now, I will say that there was this whole kind of disagreement slash public fight slash what is going on with the rights of her master tracks from the old music that was going on before this. I don't know if the rights of the music affected this documentary in a way that she couldn't give us the behind the scenes of old albums like behind the scenes of the look what look what you made me do video the behind the scenes of you know just the delicate video there are so many behind the scenes videos that I would have loved to see and I don't know if the rights and the music and that whole kind of battle with Scooter Braun and Scott Bruschetta came into it I don't know if that affected the documentary in that way and I don't know if maybe this documentary was actually just doing the best with what they had access to showing what they had the rights to show I don't know. Maybe that's something I should look up. But maybe to me, in my mind, that means like, okay, maybe they should have waited to make this until they could do it correctly. I know she plans on re-recording her, you know, master tracks and that way they could have put more of that music in there. I don't know where the rights and all those lines and stuff cross and blur and whatnot. But maybe this was something they should have waited on until they could do it right. Maybe it's something they should have spent more time on. I don't know how much time was spent on this. They obviously have footage from a lot of years, and this probably took a lot of time to get all the stuff and compile it and, and fashion it into a story and match it up with her interviews and voiceovers and whatnot. But I don't know. Maybe this was something they just needed to wait until they had all the proper pieces. But I also say that not knowing exactly how the rights of all those things affected the documentary. But bottom line, I would have loved to see more behind the scenes of music videos, more studio sessions, more songwriting sessions. That is the kind of stuff that I came there for. Also, I will say I want to touch on this. I respect Taylor Swift for speaking out on her whole sexual assault case. I There was a lot of things that I did not know about that case that I found it very interesting. And you find out in the documentary that her experience with that is what inevitably kind of built up to her feeling the desire and the empowerment in breaking her political silence. I thought that was actually a really, really interesting kind of backstory that I didn't know. That is kind of the thing that I wanted in that documentary. Like, tell me stuff that I don't know. Give me background information. Give me all that stuff. Like, that is what is interesting. That is what I want to see. And that's what the world wants to see. But as a just general overview, general consensus, other than everything that I've said just now, 
Benjamin the Kitten was the true star. Taylor Swift is crazy talented. I have nothing but respect and I am I'm nothing but impressed by her musical ability and her songwriting ability. I've said that she has isn't the best like technical singer in the world, but like I can't imagine anyone other than Taylor Swift singing her songs. She seems so happy right now and I'm really happy that she's happy. I know she touched a little bit on her relationship with Joel Alwyn at the moment. Seems like it's going great. They're keeping it private and it's working for them and I'm just happy that she's happy. And best wishes, best vibes of healing, prayers out to her mom. I know her mom has recently gotten more news. She, you know, had cancer and now I think it's come out that she's had a brain tumor and you could see the relationship between Taylor Swift and her mom is very strong. Her mom is such a supporter and confidant for Taylor. You can see that in this documentary loud and clear. So nothing but good wishes and good vibes of healing to her mother. And finally, with the whole political thing going on in this documentary, I don't want to be political or anything, but I do just want to put in there that not all conservative people are crazy people that are just completely closed-minded and radical. Of course, radicals are out there, they exist, but not all conservative people are crazy in the same way that not all hardcore, you know, liberal people are crazy. Let's not put a magnifying glass on the radicals of any kind and use that to describe an entire group. Thanks for coming to my Taylor Swift TED Talk. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Thank you for nerding out with me. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. All right, now it's that time of the podcast where I take things from other episodes that I maybe missed, forgot to comment on, or maybe have anything to add on. This time, it is about the live-action Lion King. I've been saying in the past few episodes that I was going to re-watch it and give it another chance. Well, the live-action Lion King just came out on Disney Plus not too long ago. And you know what? I gave it another chance, and, oh, I still hated it. I don't want to go into too much about that. You can go into, I have a podcast episode uh, a few um, a few weeks ago that I did on all live actions. Go take a listen, and you might you might receive from that podcast that I did not like the live action Lion King that much. However, the world did. Don't take my opinion and be like, oh my god, that's my opinion now. No, no, don't do that. Go watch it. Form your own opinion. But yes, I gave it another chance, and I still hated it. But I will say the second half of the movie was better than the first half. I really, the child voice acting just really got to me. And undenying, like, that movie is visually stunning. Oh my lord. Visually beautiful movie. I almost would have enjoyed it as a silent movie. I think if there was, like, no voices and no acting whatsoever, I think I actually would have really, really enjoyed just looking at it and looking at the story. But whatever, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. We are closing the live-action Lion King chapter. I will stick with the animated one, and I say that as someone who loves live-actions. I'm excited for the new ones coming out, and I really love a lot of them that are already out. But we are closing this book on the live-action Lion King. I don't need to see it anymore, and I will go and watch the animated one to continue and recover from the live action. But thank you again for listening. Thank you for learning out. Have a great day.